Thanks for joining today's episode of Orion Talents from the Battlefield to the Boardroom podcast. Orion has a team of nearly 40 recruiters nationwide who are all former military. In this show, we'll talk to Carrie Miller. Carrie is a former Navy career counselor, and she's used those skills to become an outstanding recruiter at Orion. Carrie shares her years of experience as both an active duty service member and now a recruiter for transitioning and former military veterans. She discusses what she wishes she had known when transitioning into the civilian world, her advice for military job seekers, and she even shares a success story about a veteran who found his dream job working at a pie factory. If you're listening to the show on iTunes, Google Play, or SoundCloud, make sure you subscribe and share with your friends. We'd love to get your feedback, so make sure to give us a rating as well. If you have any questions about this interview or topics for a future podcast, please send me an email at podcast at oriontalent.com. Hi, Carrie. Welcome back to the podcast. Hello. It's nice to be here. Yes. So for everyone that has not had a chance to work with Carrie yet, she's a big part of our recruiting team here at Orion. She's worked as a recruiter for both our Northwest and our Northeast and Midwest teams. So if you haven't had a chance to work with her, you may have heard her on episode one of the podcast called Ask a Military Recruiter, which is a very helpful episode if you're in the process of a transition or if you just have general questions about your career change. So if you haven't heard it, I'd recommend going back to listen to it. And if you're not familiar with Carrie, Carrie, why don't you give us a quick overview of your background? Uh, my name's Carrie. I am a enlisted technician recruiter here at Orion. I have been here almost six years now. I started um, as an administrative assistant when I first got out of the military um, and then worked my way up to recruiter. I was in the Navy for a few years, got out, started college at Florida State, and then had to transfer to Virginia because of a military member being in the family and moved up there. Um, so wasn't able to finish my education at Florida State, but ended up getting a great job here at Orion where I you know, kind of do the same thing I did in the, my last few years of the military, which is where I was a career counselor. Perfect. So it sounds like you've got a pretty good transition between um, being a career counselor in the military and now doing that at Orion. Oh, absolutely. Whenever I was active duty, I loved to help people with their resumes. And I didn't really think, I didn't even know there was a job for that <laughs> whenever I got out. And I, I'm, I'm so glad I found it. They actually, Orion actually found my resume on Monster and called me. And that's that's how I got, you know, received this incredible career. So That's awesome. So how long were you in the military? Um, I was, I did four years and then I went into the reserves and did some mobilizations and went to college. And um, so right now I'm sitting at 14 total years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yes. I miss it. I miss every minute of it. The, the military is definitely something where you, you know, the people you work with are definitely your family. Mm -hmm. Well, now that you are, you know, I know you're still in the reserves, but you're kind of on the other side of your transition just in terms of having that civilian career as well. So now that you're out helping other military job seekers, is there anything that you wish that you had known when you were transitioning out of the military? Honestly, I wish I would have paid more attention to the VA benefits, the Veterans Administration benefits, because there's there, there's so many out there that even today I'll talk to a, a, a new candidate and then he's talking about a veterans benefit that I didn't even know. Um, some of some of the states that after you get out of the military and you go back, you just 
you know, turn in your DD-214 and you get a, you know, a grant, basically. And just that Ohio is one of those states that um, if you, you know, if you return to your home state, then you you basically, they give you free money for whatever, you know, you need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, I know we try to do our best to offer just as many educational resources that we can in terms of um, if someone wants to pursue an education after utilizing their GI Bill or if they need help with a home loan, you know, trying to point them in the right direction. But I'm sure that as you're transitioning out of the military, you have so many other things on your plate that it's kind of a whirlwind. Absolutely. And that's I think I was more concerned with, you know, hurrying up and getting out than I was with really paying attention and listening to you know, everything the VA had to offer. I I mean, I was set. I was already in, you know, enrolled in college. So I thought that's what I was going to do. I was going to stay there and finish my four-year degree. And then, you know, life happens and you realize that you might need some of those other VA benefits that you didn't know about. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So your military career, um, like I said earlier, it really was a um, direct correlation if you were helping you know, recruiting kind of when you were in the military and now that's what you're doing here. So did you find it to be a, um, you know, big adjustment when you transitioned and started working for Orion or did you feel like, oh, I've got this, I already have this experience under my belt? I I was really lucky because I rolled into a career that was, I mean, helping military and that's what I, you know, that that's what I, what I did. So it, it, to me, the transition was really easy once I found Orion. Now, before that I had, you know, I did have a, a job in finance that was way, you know, way different. And I didn't, you know, I didn't understand how sometimes civilians are told to do something, but yet they don't do it because I came straight from the, straight from high school, straight to the military, where if someone in charge, you know, told you to do something, you did it. (laughs) And and that was a huge adjustment. But then I, you know, then luckily I, you know, I, you know, Orion found me and I was able to roll right back into, you know, people with the same military mindset, like we have to Mm -hmm. get it done. Yeah. And, you know, even though you had that direct correlation of skills, I know that you see a lot of times just in recruiting that a lot of people really don't have that. And so I'm sure it gives you kind of a unique perspective of coming from the background that you do, but now also working with, I mean, half the people we work with, even in our office, they definitely did not have a recruiting background or a sales background. And that's what they're doing now. So it kind of gives you a unique perspective. Absolutely. Yeah. What do you, what would you say is the most rewarding part about your job? Helping the veterans that are not prepared. You know, it's sometimes I talk to guys and they're they're ready. They've already been interviewing. They've had their resume for a year. But then I talk to some guys who have been on deployment for nine months on a Navy ship and haven't been able to pre- prepare. So those are the ones that, you know, they're still busy working, but they know that, hey, I want to go back to Minnesota. So I'm able to help them. We've got some companies that will do higher view interviews that are um, like a virtual platform interview. And it's amazing. We we have a company that hires off of that so they can, you know, get their job, get their job offer and then focus, stay in Virginia or stay in San Diego and focus on, you know, checking out of the military and getting everything done and know that they have a career waiting for them when they you know transition when they Mm -hmm. move back home and one of the things maybe that lack of preparation i know that um, you were recently featured in our blog for job seekers and one of the things that you mentioned was being about the career at orion being rewarding is that 
you're able to help with someone that's maybe willing to take like a lower paying job um, before they even get in contact with you and then you're able to help them out and give them something that's really going to, you know, provide better for their family. So, I, you know, that's probably part of the lack of preparation, but just helping and making sure that they know what their options are. Yeah, absolutely. And that's what that's one of the things that I, you know, one of the advice I give, just, you know, if you get a job right when you get out, you know, it, it's it may not be the perfect job. So always be looking, always be looking for another career, something to better yourself. You know, that that's the thing. Like I get guys that like, you know, they took the 12 hour do dollar job and they can't they can't afford to take off time work time, of you know, to go interview. So it's you know, they really, you know, they really need to prepare for that. And while you're making the, you know, the, the money that you make on active duty, you need to try to save so you can, you know, take your time and find a really good exactly. career. Exactly. What would you say is the most challenging part about your job? Getting hold of the <laughs> veterans. <laughs> That's the hardest part. We get, I mean, they, they sign, you know, finding them, they, some of them sign up on our website. Some of them hear about us from, you know, word of mouth referrals, which referrals are the best, you know, um, be, because then they know they have a story there, there's a reason they're telling people about Orion because we help them. But that that's the hardest part. I leave um, four or five messages, you know, before I actually give up on a, you know, a candidate on trying to get a hold of them because, you know, and check it, you know, they don't. I send them emails and stuff like that. And I know like, oh, I know I've got a perfect job for this guy. And it's it, it's just hard to get a mm -hmm. hold of them sometimes. Well, and I know you do a lot of um, outreach on your own, even, even in terms of going on base and doing different base visits and things like that. So, um, you know, just trying to reach candidates that way through the podcast, through all of our internet marketing, everything that we do. Um, but of course, like you said, word of mouth is always the best and it's always our number one source of new candidates. Mm -hmm. Can you share any success stories about veterans that you've helped find their dream job over your past several years here at Orion? <laughs> oh, I, ha I have so many stories, but this one was a very, very recent one. So I was talking to a 20 year Marine Corps maintenance, you know, aviation maintenance mechanic. And I, I said, so, you know, you're an E8 in the Marine Corps. Why? Why do you want to get out now at your 20? And he said, "Well, my wife wants me to get out." And he and he and he said, and he's like, "I don't know what I'm going to do." He said, "My daughter asked me, what am I going to do when I get out?" And he goes, "Well, I don't care if I taste pies for a living." And I'm like, I'm like, well, Michael, I actually have a job in Indianapolis at a pie factory. <laughs> no way. And he's like, he's like, you're kidding me. And I was like, no. Canagra, it's a pie factory. Like they make Marie Calendar pies and stuff like that. I said, and the plant manager there, he's retired or he's a former army ranger. Great guy. I think you guys would really get along and he's looking for someone in maintenance to eventually move up to a maintenance supervisor. Now, and I know like, and I, I told him, I said, I know you've been a supervisor for 10 years in the Marine Corps. I said, sometimes you have to start, you know, fresh when you join when you go into a new company and he was you know he was all about it he was super excited i set him up with a phone interview and they loved him and they brought him on site and he went to the pie factory and <laughs> that's that's where he started that's oh where gosh. he works 
and it, and it's just it was like full circle because he made the joke to his daughter about testing pies for well a talk living. about providing a better opportunity too for people's families i bet he gets to bring home some pies so that's probably nice for them too yes <clears throat> when i visited they sent us they sent pies here with us i don't know no, if you were able I to get one <laughs> i wish i was here that day that's awesome. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just something like that. That's so funny because you would never even think that that's something, a career opportunity that Orion would have, pie tasting. Well, and, and the other um, strange thing about Michael is he had never lived in Indianapolis. He had never, he, I mean, he, he him and both his wife were from the, from the southeast, from North Carolina area. And, and but he was went, once he found out about the job, once he realized how incredible it was and the growth in manufacturing and the fact that they, they encourage him to finish his career so he can be a plant manager, because that's, you know, you have to have a degree to be a plant manager at the company. So that that's that's his goal and that's what he's looking for. But he had, you know, he had never thought about Indianapolis. And then he posted something on his social media about Indianapolis. And come to find out, he had three Marines that he used to work with that all live in that area that he was pretty close That's with awesome. at one time. So he was, yeah, he was very excited. And he, you know, it's, 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 it's an amazing opportunity. And I still talk to him. He texts me and lets me know his progress and everything. So it's really, it's a, you know, it's just a great, you know, story Yeah, very for me. cool. I'm glad it. you shared that. Have you, since you've been here, since you've been here for so many years, have you seen any major changes in the job market since you've been a recruiter? Yes, I have. So whenever, when I first started around, at Orion, there was a lot of military getting out. Um, they were down, the military was downsizing. So, and veterans were, you know, they were the hot commodity. Every company wanted to hire a veteran. And now, now, you know, the rate, it's slowed down with the amount of military getting out. So the companies are, you know, pickier, I guess, you know, the interviews, the interview process is lasting a lot longer. We used to have companies come to our big hiring events and they would, you know, make offers on the spot, you know, and now the companies are being a little bit more cautious and bringing the candidates out to the manufacturing place, the facility, you know, so they can see what it's really like, because um, it's, it just seems like it's the step, the steps, mm -hmm. are, it's taking longer. Yeah, I could see that. And I think one of the things that we talked about, um, you know, I mentioned earlier that you were on our first podcast, the Astica Recruiter. I know that this is something that military candidates always kind of want to know when they're transitioning out, because it is such an unknown. They're not really sure what kinds of industries are hiring and, you know, what companies are available to them. But as a recruiter, and you know, you're seeing the um, jobs come in every day, you're seeing the companies that need help recruiting. So you you kind of have a good, you know, handle on what's being offered right now. So that's one of the benefits, of course, of working with a military recruiter is that um, you're seeing it on a daily basis, you know, kind of what's open, you have a pulse on what's thriving right now, what's not. So that's always good too. Yeah, and that and that's what right now manufacturing is big. I mean, and it's not, it's not what you think of manufacturing in the movies, like you know, hot, coal, you know, just hard work and stuff like that. These are state-of-the-art equipment, robotics, that you know candidates are learning to work on because of their you know military background, and it's 
you know, it's it's so different than what what I thought manufacturing was. I've been in a, a lot of manufacturing factories or facilities lately, and the, it's just amazing. It's you know, no one touches anything. The machines run. The machine, you know, and you just you just wait. You do your preventive maintenance on it. You wait for it to break, and then you're you know you're the troubleshooting skills come in and stuff like that because they, they've got to get the machines up because what's mm-hmm. a factory if it's not running, you know, that they're just losing money. But manufacturing is amazing. And I think people have a, you know, negative look at it sometimes. But I think once you get in there and you see what it's really like, I would think it's, maybe it's people unbelievable. would see it as being a little bit boring, like compared to some of the other industries that we work with. But right. so you mentioned that you've been to a lot of manufacturing facilities. Can you give an example of one that maybe you thought would be a little bit different? And then once you went, you were like, oh my gosh, this is so much different than I thought it would be. Well, I would say probably the glass facility I, I didn't realize that how mm-hmm. big the equipment was, the capital equipment that they use. It's huge. I mean, just just unbelievable in size. And that the part that actually makes the glasses isn't that big. It's everything else where they melt the glass and you know, and and you know, mix the glass and everything. That's that's the huge part. But where they're actually making the glass, it's mm-hmm. a very simple you know looking piece of equipment. But it's you know very complex, but looks very simple cool from for the outside. And it's kind of cool for something like that. Um, are you is the glass factory you're referring to? Is it Arda? Yeah. So with Arda, yes. it's cool yeah. because you know I you love... see kind of what their consumer products are, and it's everything you would see on the shelf at a grocery store, from like spaghetti sauces to beer and things like that. So it's kind of I think it makes it a little bit more exciting when you know these are the actual products that I'm making. And then when you go to the grocery store, you see it, you're buying it, it's in your house, and it's something that you know that you've played a part in. Absolutely, yeah, That, that and that's the thing. I mean, it, to me, the glass factory was the most amazing. I mean, it, and it, you think, when you think of a factory, you think of walking in and seeing hundreds of employees standing around, you know, kind of, mm-hmm. kind of boring, like not doing anything, but when you walk in, you don't see anybody mm-hmm. because it's all automated, yeah. you know, and the, and the same thing I wear AstraZeneca, um, they, they do the, mm-hmm. uh, diabetes drug and you want, they, they say they have, you know, 600 employees. I took a whole tour of the factory <laughs> and only seen 10, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, it, it, it's amazing because it's all automated and that's, you know, that so you're not going to be standing around being bored. There's always something to do. There's, exactly. And you know, I think it kind of like gets a bad rap maybe if you're comparing it to like a semiconductor or something like that, which of course we also work with. It just kind of depends on where you're located geographically. Mm-hmm. So yes. what is some of yeah, your best definitely. advice for transitioning service members? Interview answer the phone interview interview every you know i get guys that like oh you know i don't i don't want that job i don't you know i don't want to interview for it um i i you know i i had a guy that at our last conference he did not want to interview for a company and i told him i was like you know this this company is amazing and you would be amazing at this company and that he he finally decided to interview and um and, and then you realize, like, this is something, this is a job I can do forever. He's like, I love it. 
and and he, that's where he works now. And he and he tells me he's like I didn't he's like I really didn't want to interview with them. And I was like, well, a job is not always. It's it's hard to write down the job description. You don't always get all the details right. You know, you can't put all the details in there. A lot of times, you just have to talk to someone that works at the company, which is someone that's going to be interviewing you. And then, you, and you can ask the questions. You know, ask what what you you know what you don't understand, and and find out why why these people work there. And you may realize that the job is a lot more than what mm -hmm. what the piece of yeah, paper said it was. Yeah, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. Just um, when you were surprised to find out, you know, kind of the reality of different manufacturing plants. It's the exact same thing. I mean, we're even surprised by it in their companies that we work with. So if it's a candidate that really doesn't know much about it at all, um, it could definitely seem like, I guess, easy to dismiss something before you know the reality of it. Yes. So yeah, I'm going to ask you if you have any other thoughts or advice for transitioning service members. But since we're talking about jobs, I can't let the podcast end without asking you about your first job. Because like I mentioned, I know you were featured on our blog and I read something about you picking <laughs> corn. So I wanted to give you an opportunity. I know, it was so funny. She, she wrote, um, so I, so I did an interview for that and, um, she asked me about my first job and my first job was actually detasseling corn, um, for a seed company. And she wrote that I worked on a <laughs> corn farm and I'm like, well, that's just a farm, but <laughs> I didn't really get a proofread of it before she put it out there. But yeah, I, my first job was, um, during the, during the summer, we would get on a bus and go out in the cornfields and pull the tassels off of the corn. Um, and it's, it, it was hard. It was hot. It, it was unbelievable. I mean, we'd wake up at three o'clock in the morning to get oh, wow. on the bus at four and then we'd try to, you know, we'd try to be done by one or two because that, you know, then that's the time it'd get really hot. But yeah, I was, uh, for a seed company and just detasseling. I, I, I don't know. Even know I was going to say, that I, I think I read that you started at age 14. I'm not sure if that's legal. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had to. Yeah, I had to have my parents sign off on it. And I also I joined the military at seventeen. I had to have my parents sign off on that too, because I was ready to run from the. <laughs> so farm. if you can preach one thing to military service members that you actually um, are practicing what you're preaching, it's definitely work ethic. Yes, absolutely. I think that's one of the, one of the things the military taught me is you know. Well, even growing up on the farm, you know, um, I, I didn't live on a farm, but I, you know, worked on one. And it's just, you got, you know, hard work. The people, you know, that put their head down and do the work, those are the ones that, you know, make it. And you just, you just have to, you know, start. You have, sometimes you have to start from mm -hmm. the bottom right when you get out of the military. I think that's great advice. And I really appreciate the time today, Carrie. Did you have anything else you wanted to say? Well, I just, I, I mean, I don't know if we mentioned this in the last podcast, but I want everybody, veterans, when you start thinking about getting out, I want you to write down these three things. Location. Where do you want to live when you get out? Job type. What do you want to do when you get out? And salary. What, what do you need to make? Do a budget. Figure out what you need to make. Those are the three things that are involved in a career search. And I want you to, I want them to number them. What is the most important? Is money the most important? If it is, then you have to be willing to do any job or live anywhere. Is location the most important? 
Now, so location is probably the hardest to be the most important, unless you're, you know, unless you want to live in Chicago or a big city that has a lot of, you know, a lot of job opportunities. So I think the, you know, I just, those are the three things that you really need to think about when you get out of the military and figure out which one advice. is most and, important you know, to you. Going back to your pie factory story, if job type is the, you know, your number one, then we've got you covered. Awesome. Well, Carrie, yeah, thank you very much for chatting with us today, and I'm sure I'll talk to you again soon. All right. Thank you. Thanks. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of From the Battlefield to the Boardroom. As I mentioned earlier in the show, we recently launched on iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. We would love to continue to serve as a resource for you during your military transition and beyond. Make sure you subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. If you enjoy our show, don't hesitate to share it with your friends and give us a rating.